Welcome to the Higher Road Podcast, a driver reach and freight waves production. I'm your host, Jeremy Raymer. On this show, I interview industry experts and thought leaders who bring their insight to the driver life cycle as we discuss the industry's greatest challenges, driver recruiting and retention. This week, I'm excited to be joined by a great friend, Max Farrell, co-founder and CEO of WorkHound, in my opinion, the best company out there addressing the challenges of driver retention. Great to see you, Max. Happy New Year. Thank you. Happy New Year to you as well, Jeremy. Well, this is the inaugural episode of, uh, of the Higher Road podcast. And I know in trucking, you know, especially podcasts are blowing up all over the place. But interestingly, for such an important topic as recruiting and retention, this is only the second one that I know of. Uh, the other is Recruit and Retain uh, Trucking Edition by another great friend, uh, Chad Hendricks from Brand Outcomes. So thanks, Chad, for, uh, for the inspiration. And uh, I'll start, Max. I've got a question for you since we're talking about retention here. Yeah. True or false? The best way to recruit drivers is to keep the ones you've got. This is true. Big, biggest, true, easiest T-ball question. Um, <laughs> recruiting is way easier if you have great people on your team. Well, you pass. So very good. Good job. We will continue. The driver life cycle is circular, right? There's no, there's no defined beginning. Um, everything that happens during that life cycle affects what comes next. And so, so to some, retention is, is really more of an afterthought. So I really want to highlight retention and its relevance to the life cycle and, and how it also plays a role in recruiting. I think it's, it's good open communication is very important and uh, certainly can solve a world of problems. And so if you could share a little bit about the importance of, of driver feedback, of soliciting driver feedback and the, and the feedback loop. Well, we're in 2021 and we all want and need to be data-driven companies. So you think about the great innovative companies out there. They're using truck data to make business decisions. They're using you know, freight wave sonar data to determine how are they going to price things in the market uh, and so you have all of this, uh, this machine data and spreadsheet data guiding business decisions. Why not use people data to make people decisions? And, uh, and so driver feedback is that, uh, that great insight. Quite frankly, it's, it's a goldmine because it's your eyes and ears on the front lines telling you what are the highs and lows about uh, working in that company. And also it's the, the key ingredient of figuring out how do we make the business a better version of itself. I think you hit on something with with data, and you know, there's a lot of companies I know that have uh, at least attempted to you know conduct surveys, and uh, you know, I, but I think too often not enough is done, or maybe sometimes nothing is done with that data. How is how is Workhound helping companies uh, in terms of incorporating feedback into the driver lifecycle? Well, when we started the company five years ago, we looked around the industry to see what all was was out there as far as getting perspective from drivers, and we saw that there were annual surveys, which are too slow, uh, because in trucking, a guy can be happy on Tuesday, fed up on Wednesday and quit by the end of the week. Um, or they do exit interviews, which are basically an autopsy because you're already looking at an empty truck. Uh, and, and so what I, I took away from, from those sorts of exercises was that getting feedback is good, doing something about it is better, but then communicating what you did to your people is the cherry on the Sunday. And so what we work really hard at at WorkHound is figuring out how do we get this data and then find multiple ways to do something about it? So we create habits to steadily change our operations based on what our people are saying. Now, this is anonymous, though, typically. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah, so so with WorkHound, all the feedback we receive from, from drivers is anonymous unless a driver chooses to reveal his or her identity. 
what we have learned is that in this industry, the ugly truth is that there is a fear of retaliation. Mm-hmm. That guys are fearful that if they share what's on their mind, they will be punished or there will be consequences because because they shared. Uh, and so we needed to build a, a platform where there was uh, we could achieve honesty first and foremost. Um, so we've built a, a part of our platform where let's say a guy says, I'm about to quit because you said my wife would be on my insurance, but she's not. I'm getting the runaround. I'm done. Uh, the company's like, well, we can fix this. So we built a process where all the company has to do is click a button. The driver gets a notification that says, hey, the, the folks at Truckco saw your comment. Are you willing to reveal who you are? And what we know about human nature is usually we just want to get our problem fixed instead of sitting through orientation somewhere else. And uh, so that's actually happened at a company where the guy got connected, found that his wife was on his insurance. There was just confusion about paperwork and the company got to retain one of their best people. Um, and so that's one of the big things we want to do from day one with companies is act on, on that sort of data. Well, and to that point, you know, you talk about soliciting feedback and, 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 and anonymously or not, if if the company doesn't do anything with that information, would you would you argue that it's it's worse to even solicit the information and do nothing with it than to ever even ask in the first place? Uh, it, that's that's always a catch twenty two because uh, what we have to do is is create a uh, a habit loop, um, and so the habit loop that we try to create with companies is listen, act, respond. So listen to your people, find different ways to act on it, even if it's lightweight. As, lit- as lightweight as somebody had an issue, you send them a notification about that communication because we can still have anonymous communication, even if a company doesn't know who, uh, who a driver is um, and respond to their people. Tell them what they did based on the data that they're getting from, from, their, uh, from their drivers. Uh, and so by setting up that, uh, that habit loop, it does overcome that burden of ma- making a big strategic change is really hard. So we focus on small wins early on to get in the groove of actually we can do something about this information. Well, in soliciting that information that I assume is it's, it's important that it be done consistently, right? It's not a, you know, once a year we send out a message, an annual survey or something like that. That's probably not going to cut it. Is that what you're saying? For sure. Well, you think about the companies that did their, uh, their annual survey in February uh, of what do they think 2020 is going to look like? And it's going to be fantastic. Yeah. A month later, that data is invalidated. It, it's, it was non-existent. And, and so what we've seen is that we work with innovative carriers around the country that week after week, day after day, they're getting the honest insights of, of their people and seeing the, how the needs evolve. So in March through May, we saw a spike in comments about COVID uh, and companies uh, expedited and, uh, and, and upped the amount of communication they were providing to the drivers because of the uncertainties that they were sharing. And, uh, and so companies have been able to react faster to the needs of their people based on getting a, a real-time pulse on what the drivers are saying. Now, we started, you mentioned, you know, 2021. Uh, you know, we started, uh, we, we started made this it. year. We're here. Yes, we made it. I mean, all we did, nothing <laughs> has changed, frankly. Uh, the digit, the last digit of the year is different, but that's, that's about it. You know, the, the, the issues that we're dealing with right now uh, are, are exactly the same that we've been dealing with for the last 10 months or so. And, um, and obviously your background, it looks like you are working from home, as am I. And so uh, this is the dynamic that we're dealing with now. But uh, the good news is the industry has been strong, has been able to uh, be uh, resilient. 
And so that's encouraging, and, and it's great that we are recognized. The truck drivers are recognized as essential workers. That's super encouraging, and I'm hoping that we can continue with that momentum that the industry has from a, uh, just from an image standpoint. I think that's really important. Now, and it's harder. I can say, I've seen and, and talked to many people in the last several months, and it is harder right now than I've ever seen it. And, and most people are having a much harder time recruiting drivers than they ever have. And my question mm-hmm. is, how can a process of, of driver, soliciting driver feedback, how can that help driver recruiting? Well, there's several different ways. So first off, in, in trucking, we have a really bad habit of always trying to fix what's what's broken instead of celebrating what's working well. And about a third of the data that we get from, from drivers is positive. And so, yes, we need to, to address the, the negative comments or the, or the concerns that are out there. But at the same time, we need to celebrate the comments that are going well. So we see companies that, um, that if a driver says, I, I love working here, my, my uh, driver manager, Tammy, has been excellent to work with. She, she works around my schedule to make sure I'm set up for su- success. That's not only an attaboy that you can send out to, to any fleet manager, um, but that's also material that you can use on social media to share. These are direct quotes from our people that, are, that, are, uh, that love working here. Don't you want to have this kind of work experience? Um, and then also, no offense to the driver recruiters out there, but the best recruiter in the business is a happy driver. And so for us, we, we have a process in, in our system where if a driver is having a great day, they can refer another driver to join the, uh, the company. Uh, because if, uh, if Bob Jones um, joined the company and three months in, he's like, this is, this is my carrier of choice. He's going to tell his other buddies that, uh, that have been grumbling. And uh, pretty much every carrier out there has a referral bonus. So why not capitalize on that from your happy drivers? Yeah, you talk about companies that have a referral program and, and, and offer a referral bonus. Uh, I, I think it's one of the most underused. Even though you said everybody has one, almost everybody has one, uh, it's one that they they probably don't pay out very much on, and it's not taken advantage of nearly as much as it could and should be. It's such a great opportunity, to your point, you know, a recruiter's... Yeah, a recruiter's great at, at, you know, selling the company and so on. That's what they should do, right? Um, right. Uh, but it's so much more impactful when that comes from a, from a fellow driver, a peer who says, look, these guys are, this is a great company to work for. Um, we provide input all the time and they're able to, uh, you know, keep this ongoing dialogue with us. And when we share things that we think aren't right, they'll, they'll listen and they'll fix it a lot of times and communicate that with us. And so there's a sense of empowerment that, that, that exists there. So I think that's a great point. Now, we were talking about 2020, and uh, and I know, I think I saw, it might have been last quarter, there was a, 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 a an ebook on driver burnout mm-hmm. that I think uh, that you might have, either you put it out or put it out uh, in partnership with somebody. Uh, how would you describe driver burnout? Well, first off, driver burnout is just like any burnout that that a lot of us felt in in 2020. It's this uh, this sense of exhaustion, jadedness, and um, and just to the point where we're almost turned off towards our our work uh, because of we're just fed up and, and done, and not being able to call it out soon enough that that feeling of burnout happens. Uh, so driver burnout happens when. Um, you're, you're dealing with the frustrations of, of the industry. You know, the, 
The challenge that drivers face is that the entire burden of the supply chain is on the shoulders of a driver, mm -hmm. yet many of those variables they can't control uh, because you have hours of service, construction, shipper times, planners getting a, a load set up for them, um, you know, equipment having issues. There, there's so many different things that are out of the control of a driver that that can get really frustrating. And so what happens is that you get tired and then you start to get really jaded about your work. And then uh, you reach peak burnout when you're, you become a negative source of energy to a, uh, a company and can actually be a strain on the company culture and, quite frankly, be a safety risk. Um, so it's, it's something that we've all experienced, whether we're working from home or we're on the road. Uh, we just have seen it and thought it's, it's really important to continue to highlight it, uh, especially after that great study from uh, the University of Arkansas supply chain group a few months ago. Well, the, the the dynamic that you described, that's in a normal year. Now add a global pandemic onto that. And what does that do to to exacerbate, you know, burnout and, and the challenges that people had? I remember I had a, an interview last year with a, a good friend of mine who's a driver, professional driver, who, 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 who shared things that I didn't even think about. I mean, you can't, there's no place to even use the restroom. I mean, anywhere you go. And, there, you know, that was just one of many things that he brought up that I that just really opened my eyes to to the challenges that they faced um, uh, above and beyond a typical year, a typical you right. know, normal year. Uh, so what are the things that companies can do? You know, any advice that you can suggest that companies can do to to help from a from a driver burnout perspective? Well, so first off, I do want to call out, I think companies started to, to move the needle in a really significant way uh, in the past year, where mental health was a part of conversations of trucking executives in the way that we have never heard it mentioned um, in, in the past nine months. And so I think that's really powerful that um, a company's most valuable asset, its people, is being talked about as far as how do we maximize um, the best version of, of oneself inside an organization instead of treating people like numbers, which trucking companies often get a bad rap for. Um, so first off, I think that's been a, a tremendous step forward. Um, and then as a result of it, companies have realized they need to continue to be a driver's co-pilot to really uh, attend to the needs of them. So when, um, when COVID broke out and, and as unrest um, spread throughout the country, uh, companies were checking in more with, with drivers. They were communicating more often about what was going on, um, and they created avenues to, to listen to their people uh, because loneliness is a big issue that, uh, that's faced in this industry, and, uh, and it's important to take the time to just listen to your people and, and let them have an avenue to share what's on their mind. Uh, so those are some of the things that, that we've started to see is just having a, being more empathetic, calling out mental health, and uh, and having pathways to listen and, and act on um, on the perspective of drivers. Well, that's an excellent point, and and I would say as much as that pertains to retention, that also is relevant from a recruiting perspective. And I think this year uh, gave us such a great opportunity to be more empathetic, to to realize that we're in this. I mean, it's a global pandemic where hundreds of thousands of fellow Americans have died and across the world, millions have died. Um, and so, and, and we're all impacted, you know, early on, you know, you hear stories and maybe this one person that you heard got sick, but now I think almost everybody has somebody in their life that has certainly gotten it and maybe been okay. But some that, I mean, I know 
people who have died, and I know people who have lost multiple and uh, multiple family members. And and the reason why I bring that up is what an opportunity it affords us as humans to interact with others and 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 share empathy and be real and and be more genuine and have better conversations with people from a recruiting perspective and certainly as 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 an employer uh whether it's with drivers or or owner operators uh, engaging with them in a way that can ah, there's just layers that you can remove i mean it just it allows for much better conversation so i'm glad you brought that up that's a good point on uh on uh, on mental health yeah, absolutely. I mean, companies uh, really need to, to go above and beyond this year because people are going to remember how they were treated during this whole experience. And are you going to be the company that went above and beyond to take care of your people? Or are you going to be the company that shortchanged your people? I mean, that will be your company's brand. And as, uh, as you've talked about in the past, Jeremy, recruiting is sales and your brand is really important. Yeah, no, absolutely. And again, what a great opportunity we have. And we still have it, by the way. It's, I speak as in terms of 2020, but until this is gone, um, and, and not that it's not a, it's not a, a charade. I mean, it's just, it, it gives us the opportunity that we, we didn't have. Otherwise, it was not so obvious. So you, you uh, as a retention company, you have a competitor uh, in the retention space that was recently acquired. And I'm just curious uh, if you would share your thoughts on that. I thought the kind of, when I saw that, uh, you know, my interest was piqued and I wondered, uh, you know, what your thoughts are. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was exciting for us, um, because it, it validates the, the market. You know, we've been at this for, for over five years. Uh, we've got tens of thousands of drivers on, on the platform and to see companies change the, their culture and change the way they interact with drivers based on what we're doing in the industry is really rewarding. Uh, so for us, you know, we're confident that if we just keep doing our thing and keep uh, uh, addressing the needs of our customers, I mean, fortunately, we've got um, great innovative carriers that we work with. They're telling us what we need to build next to be successful. So uh, we keep doing that. We're in a really great position. Yeah. And the good companies, obviously, to partner with, and, and they obviously care and they want to make a, a difference and move the needle and and it's encouraging that uh, I, I thought the same thing when I when I saw that happen. It was sort of a validation uh, of sorts. So absolutely. Uh, now, kind of shifting gears here a little bit. Not many people know, uh, you know, know this about you, but uh, but you're also a rapper, <laughs> right? That's uh, that's your side hustle, I guess, right? So uh, yeah, is it's, that uh, it's, it's <laughs> certainly that the hustle that's that, uh, that got me into business. Is that how um, helpful has that been to your business? Do you ever is that you've closed any deals uh, with a with a rap as a hip hop artist? <laughs> so so first off, for those of you listening, like don't you see it now? You see it right <laughs> now. I do. Yeah, that, that's what I thought. <laughs> um, so so first off, hip hop is the most entrepreneurial genre there is out there. Um, that uh, if you look into hip hop and the history of it, there's there's four elements of hip hop, but. What's often said is that there's an unofficial fifth element, which is the business side of, of hip hop. And uh, it's true. Like hip hop was born out of out of an art and it's become a multi-billion dollar industry. Uh, and so in, in high school, uh, when I was really fascinated by, by doing music, I realized that if I wanted to put together my own shows, I needed to book the venue, find the other artists, find the engineers to record my music, contact the press uh, to, to get them to write about the show, sell the CDs at the show, sell tickets at the door. 
so really hip hop was like my first foray into to building some entity of a business uh, just because you had to learn all these different skills and, and hustle. Um, so yeah, to, as far as fast forwarding to, to work out now, uh, it's still been, been helpful, uh, just as far as, um, you know, wheeling and dealing to, to get a company off the ground, uh, and also just to, to have moments of serendipity. So I don't know if many folks know this, but when we started the company, I did a ride along across the country with a guy, uh, who calls himself the turntable trucker. So we rode from Iowa to Los Angeles. So I slept in the truck, ate in the truck, showered at truck stops, uh, got to see the beauty and the ugly of the road. But at the end, when we were detained for a short, brief seven-hour period, uh, we had time to kill. So he was DJing uh, in the back of this Peterbilt. I was uh, I was freestyle rapping. And, and there's a video out there. So, Jeremy, maybe you can link him to it. Um, but, oh, for sure I will. <laughs> but, I'm not going to uh, put you on the spot to ask you to to to. to to drop some science right now or anything, but uh, no, people want to see the video on the Peterbilt that that's, that's more authentic to, to it. Um, but, uh, yeah, I felt that's the sort of thing that I love to be able to bring to the table is, you know, blend business with hip hop and, and just this industry. Cause there's a lot of, uh, a lot of great stories out there like that. And, um, you know, Charles, the, the turntable trucker is, is, you know, the, I think the only DJ on 18 wheels and he's a, he's a damn good DJ too. The turntables might wobble, but it don't fall down. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so, uh, well, that's cool. I, I, that's something that, uh, you know, obviously I've known that for a long time, but not yeah. sure uh, who else does. Um, now, you mentioned some CDs. Is that Did you ever did you ever make any? Uh, yeah, of course I did, I did CDs. Like I used to push CDs in, uh, in, in, in school, sell them out of the trunk of my car. Um, fortunately, everything's digital now, so I've got uh, some stuff on Spotify and YouTube. If, uh, okay. if folks are looking for some tracks to bump to, yeah, we might have to might have to share some some links to that as well. So uh, why not? I know we've talked about 2020 and and, and what a crazy year uh, that's been, and you know it seemed to never end. I felt like you know when when daylight savings came in, in the fall and we added an hour, like oh. You know, another hour to the year, please. And then also, I was afraid. I, I fell asleep before the the ball dropped on midnight. You know, on New Year's, and uh, and I was afraid that I could possibly wake up the next morning and see that it's actually not January first, but it's December thirty second, and, and it just won't end. I know that's the way kind of it it, it felt like. Um, but we are in a new year, obviously, and 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 For while sure. we still have a lot of the same challenges. I'm curious if you have any, you know, predictions maybe on, on what we can expect to see in 2021 as it relates to the driver shortage and, uh, yeah. and any challenges with retaining drivers. By the way, I asked you the same question in February. You failed miserably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, prediction questions in January are uh, especially now. Like who, who wants to make a prediction anymore? Um, you know, I think the, a lot of, despite the challenges in the past year, a lot of good came from it. And I, I do think that there will be a continuation of some of the positive things that uh, that have happened. So first off, trucking has gotten a bad rap in the past about being technologically behind the times. Uh, and in the past year, companies cut out that decision-making uh, timeline and expedited a lot of uh, tech investment in technology. Uh, to, to be a uh, innovative, cutting-edge company, and quite frankly, coming on the point of being a, a cutting-edge industry. Um, so I think we'll see a continuation of that, where uh, companies are making quick decisions to better their business, and they're very focused on how does this thing help me solve a problem 
instead of falling in love with some shiny solution. Uh, and so the, the companies that are, that are vendors to the industry that are solving real problems will continue to benefit really well, whereas if it's just a neat, shiny tool, it may struggle in, uh, in, in 2021. Uh, so that's the first thing. In regards to the, the driver shortage, um, I believe uh, the, the industry will continue to, to highlight the fact that drivers were seen as knights of the road for the first time in a long while outside of just the industry and, and use that to start to bring in some, uh, some new people to, to explore trucking as a, as a potential career path. Um, and now that uh, there is a vaccine out there, I do believe more people will be willing to take on new things. So um, excited about uh, that opportunity. Uh, and then as far as retention, companies are realizing it's a heck of a lot easier to keep the people that you have. Uh, and, uh, and more companies are making that commitment to figure out how do we become a better version of ourselves by supporting our, our people that we work so hard to bring in the door. Uh, so those are a couple of thoughts. But again, anybody that made predictions at the beginning of 2020 was off. So uh, take they everything have, with They the didn't have global salt. pandemic, I think, on the, uh, on, the, on the bingo card. Was not on the bingo card, no. Now, uh, and, and you make a great point uh, in terms of the adoption of technology. And, and trucking historically has been uh, more or less technologically deficient, at least in the areas of, of recruiting and retention. And Certainly. from HR and, and personnel. And so I've seen that as well. And I, uh, I, I shared a lot in 2020 about necessity being the, the mother of adoption, of, you know, from a technology standpoint. And that's mm -hmm. something that, that I recognize. Now, there's one thing I want to ask is I don't have a WorkHound mug and I need one of these so that I can show, do some you know, product placement as I take a, a sip of water from time to time. Oh, so that's not coffee in there? See, our, our mugs are only for, for coffee. Oh, well, it was, it was with coffee this morning. Okay, so. fair enough. Um, no. I, I, will, I will work with our team to get you a mug, sir. You, I would, you deserve I would, nothing but the finest of work count mugs. I would appreciate that. So uh, <laughs> thanks again, Max, for joining me today. It's always great to catch up with you. And uh, just Absolutely. real quick, what, what's the best way for companies interested in learning more about work count? Where can they find you? Yeah, so uh, simply just go to our website, workhound.com. So work and hound like the dog. Uh, you can find us on uh, LinkedIn, Twitter, and, and Facebook. Um, you know, certainly go on, on Google, search about us, read about how uh, companies have seen up to a 30% decrease in driver turnover, uh, and our team would love to talk to you. This is a passion of ours, and um, if we can help your people have a, have a voice within your company, we want to make it happen. Awesome. Thank you very much, Max. And thanks for joining me for another episode of the Higher Road Podcast. Remember to follow along at driverreach.com slash podcast. And if you have a question, a comment, or a suggestion for a podcast guest, you can drop us a note at podcast at driverreach.com. Until next time, take the higher road.